Hey, this is Jeff Bond, and welcome to the Chat with Leaders podcast, where we amplify today's best examples of leaders who use their influence as a force for good. Today, I'll be guiding you on this chat with two remarkable leaders who also happen to be husband and wife. They're Chad and Nikki Strickland, the co-founders of Niche Culture, which is a strategic consultancy and creative agency in Atlanta, Georgia, focused on assisting world-class organizations better understand, define, articulate, and promote exceptional work cultures. They've served well-known organizations like Pulte Group, the popular German discount retailer chain Lidl, Wahoo Fitness, and many more. They have a remarkable founding story and formula for helping leaders delve deeper into their commitments to creating world-class cultures that both attract and retain the best talent while having a significant impact through their purpose, mission, and values. I hope you walk away with a lot of inspiration from this chat with Chad and Nikki as I did. Enjoy. Welcome to Chat with Leaders, Chad and Nikki. Thanks. We're uh, really excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm incredibly excited to be here with you guys. Your story, your background's amazing. I think the times of reflection that you've had throughout your career for perspective, not only in light of the pandemic, but some other tragic events that you guys have witnessed and been through have truly uh, given you that perspective. And I'm so excited to unpack the main theme for today, which is living meaningful lives through meaningful work which is incredibly important. And uh, I'm just so grateful that you guys are here today. Yeah, well, we're excited to tell you about uh, about our journey and, and what we do and what that means for us, that purpose. So Chad, can you kind of walk us through your journey to starting Niche Culture, which is an agency that uniquely focuses on workplace culture and purpose? Nikki and I founded the agency five years ago now, which is crazy for us to think about. The journey for us to get here is unique. I started my career initially as a labor and employment attorney. And to make a long story short, I ended up working in-house for a company called Aaron's Inc. Now, 20 plus years ago, which hard for me to believe as well. Yeah, That company, uh, it's an Atlanta-based company, had a great founder, Charlie Loudermilk, who I got to work directly for. And over the course of my career there, I was given the opportunity to build and develop the HR function, which we really focused on culture and people. I got to build that from scratch. So I transitioned out of being a labor and employment lawyer onto the business side. And that company was a rocket ship. Uh, You know, we really focused on people and the fact that our employees were developing meaningful relationships with their customers really made us successful. And it was a great journey. Charlie left, and not long after that, the direction of the company started to change. Wanted to focus more on virtual finance, and it got to the point where you know I said, I don't know if this is what I want to do anymore. 15 years was a long time. And so they asked me to stick around for a year, and I did that. And at the same time, Nikki and I got married. Uh, so I got married for the first time at 40 years old, and we just decided we want to do something different. And Nikki was working at a a large advertising agency focused on employer branding. And so she kind of had an idea of how we could start doing that as well. And so I left and Nikki quit her job. People thought we were completely nuts. And we said, we're going to do it anyway. And we started figuring it out. And then, you know, we really started to get a few clients, but we started to question whether or not this is something we want to do long term. And unfortunately, we experienced a pretty pivotal moment in our lives where we were at the Route 91 concert in Las Vegas for the mass shooting there. And that really changed our perspective. It changed 
what we valued as important and changed our purpose. And so we really took a look inward toward ourselves. And there were a lot of opportunities for me to start doing other things. We were talking to other companies about me going back to work in-house. And at that time, we said, you know, this is what I think we're supposed to do because we can actually impact so many lives. And it's not just about going to work at one company. Here we can help a lot of companies do what we believe they should be doing, which is focusing on purpose and and helping, you know, individuals leave meaningful lives through meaningful work. Uh, so that was kind of our journey. And we, we went all in at that point. Yeah. When you experience something traumatic, if anyone experiences trauma, you have a couple options and it's to freeze up and not really know how to process it, or you can process it the best you can. And in our case, it was, we survived something that was very traumatic and we have to find a way to put meaning in that. And so with mental health, which that really highlighted, we said we can make people's lives better by helping them at work. And that was really speaking to the mental health crisis that a lot of people are facing, which led unfortunately to the tragic events. Um, So that was our way of saying, you know, we can make it through this trauma by helping other people. That's powerful. Yeah. And what a tragedy. I think just a reminder, over 50 people, I think, were killed in that tragic event and hundreds, I think maybe six to 800 people were injured. And what a traumatic moment to experience, but also a a lived moment in your life that has really changed the game. And I think every early stage entrepreneur goes through that doubt and that uncertainty and has to work through it. And And those moments can really wake you up to those perspectives and those realities. And I love what you're talking about with mental health. We've had many conversations on the show about the importance of that because that's not really improving. That's an area of focus that needs to be destigmatized. And a lot of our fulfillment does come from our work and how that translates into our personal lives. And so the work that you're doing is incredibly important. It's incredibly relevant and particularly coming off of the pandemic where mental health has become an even stronger issue with the isolation that everyone has faced and the other trauma that we've collectively faced as a society. So two major pivotal events that you've experienced in a lifetime of your business and and our opportunities for you guys to continue to serve. So as you've seen leaders growing companies and trying to tackle their own individual cultures, how do you particularly invite them into a conversation about building a stronger narrative and culture built around purpose, mission, and stronger core values? You know, it's interesting. Most of our clients are approaching us. They've learned of our work or they've been referred to us. So most of the leaders we talk to already have this as an idea of something that they need to be focused on. They just don't know quite know how to do it. So if you think about what we do, the easiest way for us to describe what we do is we help organizations. And these are typically companies that already have great cultures. We're helping them define articulate and promote that culture. And so there's a strategy side to that and there's a creative side. So I run the the strategy side and then there's a creative side that Nikki runs. So it's like we're strategists and artists. And so we're helping them really articulate this idea. Usually they've been working on it and they don't know how quite to package it up or they don't know the different strategic levers that you can pull to make this a great place to work, right? Uh, And so we come in with a fresh perspective to help them look at that with a completely different view because we've got so much experience with all these different organizations that we can give them a perspective that's unique. And then we're helping them also boil down 
Uh, it's a lot, usually a lot of chaos going on in terms of what they want to articulate. And we boil it down into something simple and then create a really effective, easy plan for them to execute on how do we promote it. And the promotion side is both internally. So you're, you're promoting your culture internally to the people that you have because you want them to believe and be inspired in what you're doing. But then also you want to promote it externally because you need the world to know what you stand for as an organization so you can have great talent attracted to you. And so that's typically how the process works in a nutshell. And then we continue on with that promotion side, helping them execute really on how they communicate it. Nikki, have you found in your experience that that internal versus external kind of balance, is that a struggle for leaders? I was having a conversation yesterday with a leader of a major brand who says, externally, I feel like we're heroes right now. And people understand what we're doing from a, a service perspective in the community and, and our mission. But internally, there's kind of a disconnect. Have you found that to be a struggle of balance with leaders? Yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the most common things that we see is that they're there's these great brands who have these great consumer brands and, you know, they might even do a great job of making it seem like a great place to work to their consumers as well. And it's not that they don't want it to be a great place to work internally. And it sounds like you were speaking to a very self-aware leader, which is our favorite type of leader, because that's what it takes to really change things internally to match your external brand. So we do see that. And a lot of that comes down to more communication internally. At the end of the day, to bring your internal you know, brand, your culture up to the par of your external brand, you really just have to communicate to your employees as much as you communicate to your consumers. Because if you stop communi- communicating to your consumers, you wouldn't have that great brand anymore. So it's really treating everyone the same when it comes to communication and the way you make people feel internally and externally. I was going to say, one of the things we always tell leaders is that communication now is your top priority. It's your number one thing in your job, which is hard for a lot of leaders. You know, they're not used to that. And so that's what we, especially Nikki and the communications team, we help give them the tools to make that their top priority. Love how you guys focus on that communication and particularly how to do it and and how to craft your messages and how to invite people into a larger narrative within your business and your culture and your strategy so that they feel bought into that and they feel like they understand what's going on versus it being kind of fed to them after the fact. And so I think what you're doing is a critical component and something that's often missed. And I think that many leaders would like to think that they could just do this on their own, that culture is just this kind of fluffy thing that happens naturally and is just a result of the way that you normally operate. But a lot of the times that that can create, that can be to your own detriment if you don't specifically focus on that communication. So kudos to you guys on that. We are going to take a quick break for this message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Inspire EDU, a nonprofit organization putting technology devices into the hands of Atlanta's underserved communities. The need for technology devices has accelerated due to the pandemic, and Inspire EDU makes a positive difference helping marginalized learners. Through its partners and supporters like you, Inspire EDU helps learners become 21st century scholars. Learn how you can support their mission at iuatl.org. And now back to our chat. I was curious if you could share an example of the impact you've had with helping your clients understand, define, and articulate and promote an exceptional work culture through that communication and through your work at Niche? Yeah, we've got a lot of great examples. And 
we wish we could talk about all our clients, but we know you don't have enough time for that. Uh, probably the, the best example for you, especially since we're here in Atlanta, is Pulte Homes. Pulte is a Fortune 500 company. They moved to Atlanta from Detroit about a decade ago. Uh, they're a founder-led organization, great culture, and the founder had passed away. Uh, they had a new CEO, a gentleman by the name of Ryan Marshall, who approached us. He's worked there his entire career. And effectively, Ryan, what Ryan asked us, he said, listen, I know we've got a great company here. And I know we've got a great culture. We've just never taken the time to really think about what that story looks like. And so working with Ryan and the Pulte team there, we were able to help them articulate their purpose, their values, their commitment, which was a really brave thing that we like to ask our clients to do is really outline what your commitment is to your employees. It's no longer your employer value proposition. It's what you're committing to them. They didn't hesitate to do that. And then we helped them build out a plan to deliver that message to their workforce over the course of, uh, well, Ryan delivered it 28 times in person across the country. And then there's a plan that for middle management to continue to build upon that. Not saying that this was a direct result, but we're happy to report that they've you know since been named Fortune's 100 Greatest Places to Work. And we're really proud of that because a big part of that was how they described their culture and they're an amazing organization. We always brag about Pulte and refer everyone that's ever looking for a job to consider Pulte as well. We, we really are proud of them and, and their leadership team there. You know, a lot of clients will ask, can you tell us about, you know, your client with the best leadership? What can we do to be great leaders? And we do talk about Pulte a lot because across the entire leadership team, if you sit in the room with them, it's pretty amazing the self-awareness that every single executive has. You don't see that frequently. And there's never a hesitation when it comes to doing the right thing for their employees and their customers. It's just across the board. You don't have to talk people into anything. And I think that's the best type of leadership is self-aware and selfless leadership. I'm going to do what's right because it's how I would want to be treated as well. And that's very, very important. Yeah. I love that point. Yeah, the golden rule to live by. And and I was going to go back to that self-awareness statement that you made before, because it is so important when I was having that conversation with the leader of a major brand yesterday about that kind of conflict between being having raving fans externally, but internally there being this disconnect, you have to think about where does the ego exist in the decisions that are being made in leadership and how that is presented to your stakeholders for the lack of a better term, but your audiences, whether it's ex- external or internal. And I think a lot of the times, you know, the credit is is sometimes often hoarded unintentionally by that leader. And when you invite that team into it and come to the table and say, what can I do differently or better? And you want to self-correct and you want to do things differently, that can really lead to some major transformation within your culture that's going to lead to the bottom line growth and development. And and so many of the major brands out there do that incredibly well. Chick-fil-A, Southwest, Pulte, you know, all these major examples of where culture is king and or queen. But, you know, it does take that self-awareness in order to kind of cross that hurdle. So I'm so glad that you illustrated that point with this example. And you see that it pays off. All of those organizations are very successful and that's the reason why. Yeah. And I feel like there's a good bit of empowerment going on with those companies too, where they've invited their team into a larger narrative. You start with your people and then your people really are empowered to go out there and make decisions on behalf of 
your baseline culture and the values that you all live by. And it's not just rhetoric. It's not just written on the wall. It's actually lived out every single day. And it's, you also made the point earlier of it being kind of consistently told and retold within the organization. It's not just something you go to a workshop and craft out one day and then you never talk about it again, but it took multiple times and it will continue to take multiple times to reinstill and to maintain that culture within that organization. I was kind of curious as you guys talk a lot about people development and culture and and thinking about the labor market right now and how crazy it's been during the pandemic and kind of the shifts that are going on. What role would you say leadership and culture is playing for the organizations that are thriving with respect to talent, both acquisition, retention, and all that? What's happening in the labor market right now is completely crazy. So there's more jobs available than there's ever been in the history of the United States, right? And so we've got a lot of people asking us, you know, what's the solution to this problem? Because so many employers have so many jobs open. To understand the solution, you got to understand what the problem is. And that's, I think, twofold. One is organizations that did not do the right thing during COVID are suffering, right? Mm. People have decided now that things are stable, they're going to go find a better place to work. And the second thing is a lot of people just reevaluated what they want to do with their life, right? A lot of people have just decided this isn't worth my time. And so what we're talking to our clients about and what we're really focused on is the companies that did the right thing. We got to focus on employee experience and we got to focus on talent mobility. Employee experience kind of speaks for itself. Let's look at the whole picture of from brand through the organization development and everything that you're doing in terms of looking for ways to reduce friction of work and flexibility. And then the other piece to that is how can we put people that currently work for us into different roles, right? So instead of always looking externally, Maybe there's someone in the accounting function that can work in marketing and building out an infrastructure to do that. So that's one solution. The other is about brand, right? Yeah. I mean, the new employer brand just has to be so much more authentic to potential employees. And nowadays, everyone's doing their research. So it's just like a consumer. Before you buy something, you do typically a lot of research, especially if it's a big purchase. Going to a new role or going to a new company, that is a big purchase in your life, essentially, an investment in what your future is going to be. And so people are constantly, you know, asking others, looking for reviews. So you really have to make sure that your employer brand is more than just a few guiding principles on a website or a a nice picture with some taglines on it. You have to make sure that people are getting the truth about your employer brand out and that the truth is what you want others to hear. And that's, that's really difficult. So it comes back to Yes, you can do a lot of work on your employer brand creatively, but the biggest impact goes back to communication, trust, transparency, allowing your employees to get your employer brand out to the world so that when others are researching, they they find the authentic brand. Yeah, that last piece is so important because so many individuals are so sensitive now to COVID about making sure that if a company's telling me they're going to do something that they need to actually do it, right? And so that's what we spend a lot of time carefully crafting what that message is and what that commitment, and we talked about that commitment before, making sure that that commitment is articulated in a way that is real and that people will see that because now individuals are doing their research more than ever to make sure that they want to work for a company that aligns with their own personal values uh, and that they're going to be producing meaningful work because, hey, this isn't worth my time if I'm not. 
And I think another point about this is people like to point to the Gen Z millennial workforce as, you know, impatient, disruptive, whatever it may be. But really, I think over the past decade, everyone's perceptions of how quickly things should happen have impacted the way employers need to interact with their employees to impact their employer brand. And when I say that, I mean, a decade ago, we didn't have Amazon. We didn't have Instagram at the level it's at now. We didn't have all these instant gratification type behaviors that people, yes, Gen Z, they've literally grown up with only that instant gratification, but everyone has really adapted their mind to if someone or something or I do something, there's going to be a fairly quick outcome across consumers and across employers. So if a leader says, you know, we're going to execute on XYZ for the culture, then you really do need to take steps to do that because employees are waiting and they're they're expecting it a lot faster than maybe a decade ago. Yeah, I couldn't so, agree sorry more. For, sorry for the long answer. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> no, is, it's so important. With clients right now. <laughs> yeah, it's so important to think about. And, and it's not an easy answer, right? It takes a lot of intentionality, a lot of specific word choice. And I love the focus on commitment because as always, actions speak louder than words. And you can do the hard work to define your culture and, and what you stand for and your commitments. But if you don't live them out, you will sorely disappoint your team. They will quickly get disengaged with the work. That will translate into the way that you serve your customers and then the way your customers and your community perceive you. And that can be a killer for your business. And it's so important that if you want to be a force for good in the world, you want to be a leader that has an impact on people's lives. And you realize that what you do as a leader translates in so many ways and has a ripple effect into the well-being and the livelihood of your team and the communities you serve and even yourself and feeling fulfilled you need to work on this stuff and you need to think through that critically. And it's amazing the service that you guys are bringing to the table and you serve a lot of really great clients. If, if people wanted to learn more about you, visit your website, where would you direct them online? Yes, yeah, so you can go to nicheculture.com. That's a great way to reach us. Also, I believe you're going to put our emails up as well. That's another great way. And then LinkedIn, we're, we're very active on LinkedIn. So feel free to find us on LinkedIn and reach out to us. Yeah, feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we will absolutely be including those resources in the show notes. Such a gift to talk to you guys today. I really feel like I could chat with you much longer. So thank you for joining us. And I look forward to continuing conversations. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We loved it. Yeah, thank you. Hey, this is Jeff Bond. And thank you so much for investing your time with us today. We'd be thrilled for you to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please also visit our LinkedIn page to join our leadership community by clicking follow. We're grateful for your engagement and for sharing the inspiration coming from our guests so we can add value to aspiring leaders in your network. Have a remarkable week and go be a leader worth following.